every time I talk to him, I just ask him questions, and I just be sitting like I was asking him questions about performing. And I'm just sitting here like I'm really just asking this nigga Neil, and he's giving me real live like he's into the question, like he's answering right. it because he really cares about my career. Your career. You feel me? And like mm-hmm. that shit is a big deal, and that, yesterday just made me realize that like damn, I'm really blessed because like mm-hmm. people would die just to be around this nigga, and this nigga's really telling me how to get to the next level and exactly what he feels like I should do for my performance because he didn't see I went on um, tour with him in UK. Mm. Oh, that's and that was like my fourth time ever performing. What up, world? What up, world? You are locked in to another episode of Infinite Vibes. I'm Moran, the man. Yes, yes. MTM in the building. DJ Blex and the Gold Setters hey. in the building as well. DJ Blex checking in. What's up? You checking off all the goals off of your list. Man, right here, this is a 2023 goal I checked off because I love giving back to my community. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was a blessing to do that. It's two goals that I know I won't accomplish. I can be real with myself mm. and say I won't accomplish it this mm. year. But it's okay because I'm gonna take them drink. It. Yeah, I'm gonna drink that shit next year. All right, look. <laughs> so you drink your accomplishments. Yeah, like in the beginning of uh 2020. Well, no, at the end of 2022, the last day of December, you write down your goals and bring in the new year with all your goals that you want to accomplish for the following year. And when you Mark those goals. You just drink your wine, your, you know, whatever you like. I like Prosecco and sparkling wine and champagne, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So what we doing? But it's not about us. It's about this guy right here who, you know, yes. he joined Neo's clique. You know what I'm saying? Know, right? Somebody who got a super duper dope. big co-sign, and he recently signed to Def Jam Records, sure. the legendary label, and he signed during the 50th year of hip-hop. Damn That's it. a blessing. Wow. The 50th year of hip-hop, man. That's he ironic. It. Very ironic. Yes. That's dope. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, King? Go by the name of Zay France, R&B artist, extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. <laughs> it's crazy you said, like, it's crazy right. he say that because, bro, I don't think I told you, but, like, I had got a wind of him from a song called Leg Day, mm. and I was vibing to that shit because I was like, who the fuck is this? I was like, oh, this song hard. And it's crazy you had said, oh, we about to interview this guy. And I'm like, he sound familiar. I don't know who he is. But when I put the song together with who we got right now, yeah, yeah, you you got the vibes. Appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we always like to ask our guests this when they push up on a scale from one to ten. How you feeling? How's your headspace, man? I'm feeling nine to ten right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited. This is That's dope. the first time me doing like a real run like this. So like, I'm just appreciative of everybody that want to interview me and figure out what's going on with me. Okay. Absolutely, I because you know, as according to you know, amazing people like our guy Ron at Def Jam, shout out and to all Ron. These other people, Ron. They saying you about to be huge, Ooh, so that means the price gonna go up after <laughs> about you know. We probably won't be able to get an interview after this. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. Yeah, right. You gonna come back, right? Yes, sure. we gotta yeah, have him sure, back. Cause sure. Absolutely, we gonna build with you. Because I always, I definitely wanna anybody I work with in the beginning, I definitely wanna come back so we can talk about this, the progress. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Look, shade is hard. Are you into shades? Like. But like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm into shades. But like, I'm taking them off quick. Like, I be losing shades because if it's too dark, <laughs> I gotta take them. Off. That's why I like these because I got a lot of products, but they all dark tint. I got the little light ones so I can keep these on. Mm. Mm-hmm. I done lost all of my shades because if it get too dark, I'm taking them off. That part, that's giving like a little orange tint to it. I, mean, I, I fuck with that. Yeah. That's a vibe. Yeah, it's fly. It's we different. got a South Carolina native in the building. South Carolina, wait, North? I thought it was North. It's, it's North. north? Oh. oh, okay. I got, I got the it. wrong information. Yeah, well, yeah, man, yeah, he, he from Atlanta, North Jones. Carolina. North he, he Carolina. He from, he from Land, Fantasia, basically the place where everybody can see. I just get yeah. Pity so, Pablo, North Carolina. Nah, Pity Pablo definitely put off. It's the way he was just like rapping that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. how was that growing up in North Carolina? Um, 
I grew up in church. So, like, when I was, I, I grew up in North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, but I moved to Connecticut when I was 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when I was in um, North Carolina, I was just in church. The music scene wasn't, I wasn't into R&B yet. It was really just, like, my mom was in a quartet gospel group. And I'm from, like, where I'm from, Mount Airy, North Carolina. It's real country. So, it's like. Mm. What is it called? You said it fast. Mount Airy, North Carolina. Mount Airy. I feel like I've heard of that Maybe. city before. It's called Mayberry, too, where Andy Griffith is from. Oh, mm, that's where that's wow. the other person that's from Andy Andy Griffith. Yeah, bro, it's lit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he put on, bro. He put on. <laughs> nah. But yeah, like growing up, it was just I was definitely into music, but it was just really church. And then I moved to Connecticut, and then I started meeting my R and B brothers, and then it started making more sense on the R and B side. Mm. But I've been into music my whole life, for sure. You started in the group. Um, you said me and my brothers because I was in, I was in. So I did many. have a little. I did have like a little R and B group in Connecticut too. But yeah, that's technically you're right because once I met them, that's when we ventured off. I met my oh, brother wow. Mizzy, and then me and Mizzy really stayed close. And then we Busy? Mizzy, Mizzy, yeah. okay. Then me and him really got close, and that's where I started finding my sound. And I was just when he he has kids, so when he had to go home early at the studio, I'm still in the studio till four o'clock in the morning trying to figure it out. I can't keep calling him asking him if right. it sounds good or what. So I was just trying to figure out my own sound. But he definitely is a big part of it. You was yeah, recording sure. yourself. That's how you was able to learn, mm-hmm. like, what you like to do is record. Yeah, like, leg day, I record that on TikTok Live. That's kind of, like, why I did what it did. I what? did it on live. Yeah. So, for the people that never That's heard hard. leg day, what is it about? Is it about? Because it's clearly not about Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly not about working It's about putting them legs. I was like. <laughs> I ain't know what you cursed, but you yeah, 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 yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. Well, yeah, I, I just had to say that because when I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to put this on the sex playlist. No, <laughs> hey, hey, the beat was called Workout. Mm. And then the hook, I'm saying this shit feel like a workout. So mm. that's what's like. I just, I never do that. I never like go off of what the beat is called. The instrumental was called workout. Workout. Mm. Like, Inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Let me do something with workout on this beat. Yeah. And then I made leg day. Beautiful stuff, man. So, you know, um, R&B right now is in a place where I feel like it's really, it's, as far as like the new wave of R&B, is really starting to get like it's real flowers that has been deserving. You, know, right. you see people like SZA ruling the entire year. Mm-hmm. We see people mad that Victoria Monday couldn't perform at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. I've just seen that right now. Mm-hmm. So what was they saying? That it was too early for her to do That's what she said. I guess her team said that it was too mm-hmm. early, which to me don't make no sense because her She's album is doing. incredible. She's Even though she wasn't while. nominated, she could have performed. That was my thing. Like, yeah, you probably, it was too late for you to get nominated because it was like two weeks ago when she released the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, yeah, you could have performed because you one of the ones. Like, yeah. I feel like she got the hottest R and B song out right now. Yeah, and yeah. like really killing and shit. Yeah. yeah, she's one of the ones for sure. Yeah. So, how does it feel for you to be a part of this? It new feels movie? great. Like, I feel like I came at the perfect time. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, just like you said, the, all the people you named was women. I feel mm. like the fellas got to step it up, and I feel like I'm in a perfect position, perfect mm. spot to like show what I want R and B to stand for and look like right now. Because I feel like a lot of people's singing, it's a lot of niggas singing, but it's not giving the same feeling that we got when niggas was growing up on R&B. Right. You giving Jodeci. You remind me of R&B, like, when it was, like, how you give it. It's like children are created. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We got it. For me, I'm trying to bring that back for sure. Yeah. So that, it feel good because I feel like now I actually have a chance. People Mm. are actually here. And listen. And actually receive it the right way. It's not like people are getting tired of that popcorn shit and all that mm-hmm. quick. And if you can't dance to it, then it's not people want to hear music again. So it's like, yeah, I feel I feel good. Yeah. 
good for you. That's man. dope. Man. I mean, it has to feel good for you because you know, um, just by just looking at the things that you've been doing. And the fact that people are legitimately raving about you right now, right. you've clearly been doing this for a minute. Yeah, for and sure. to have somebody as like somebody whose pin game is just the greatest of our one of the greatest of our like, all time. Some of these people, y'all do not want no smoke with Neo's pin game. Mm-mm. Like for somebody like him to see that in you, like, how does that make you feel? I feel good, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's just a blessing. Like I was just he had a video shoot yesterday in Miami. Mm. And like every time I talk to him, I just ask him questions, and I just be sitting like I was asking him questions about performing. And I'm just sitting here like I'm really just asking this nigga Neil, and he's giving me real live like he's into the question, like he's answering it because he really cares about my career. Yeah, career. You know I mean? Like mm-hmm. that shit is a big deal, and that, yesterday just made me realize that like damn, I'm really blessed because like mm-hmm. people would die just to be around this nigga, and this nigga's really telling me how to get to the next level and exactly what he feels like I should do for my performance because he didn't see I went on um, tour with him in UK. Mm. Oh, that, and that was like my fourth time ever performing. In what? Life. My fourth time, my music, my fourth time. Oh, your music, like your as a music. Yeah, I did three shows before that, and then I'm in UK. You in UK? Wow. You in London? Time. So like, <laughs> yeah, how was that? Like, how was that experience? Show. Because like in London, with you learning how to perform, because you're learning at this point. Mm-hmm. How did it go? How, like, I, I just was shook. Out. I was scared shitless every night. I didn't even ask him. I didn't ask him for advice until the last show, which was London, and he just told me like, bro. I don't owe you nothing. Like this wasn't a favor. Like you're supposed to be here. Like bar go up there mm. and do your shit every time. Like you stop being scary. Like <laughs> do your shit. And I was scared. That's as fuck. some real shit. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to ask him because I knew what was wrong. That's one thing. I'm not in denial. I know when I need to fix some shit. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, if you tell me and you tell me how it makes sense, I'll be like, "Where you got it?" And so I already. That's why I wouldn't. I didn't even ask him. I didn't care to really ask him until the end. Because I already knew what was wrong with the performance. You, know I mean? you were telling me like, bro, you was just, it because you were scared? For was- sure, I'm going. I'm going from my first performance I did in LA. I'm not from LA. I just moved to LA like a year, like a couple months prior during COVID. Mm-hmm. I know maybe ten people in LA that I can call, maybe. And I did my very first show ever in LA because I was like, I don't want to do it in Connecticut because. Half the people that's coming is gonna be nosy because they know Xavier and they just coming to see what Xavier's doing. Mm-hmm. I need to do it in a place where I have no leverage. I need to see what my leverage is, mm-hmm. see who's gonna come see me in LA. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be a real first show rather than yeah. me doing it in the hometown. And then it might look lit for the grand, but it's, right. who are we really getting to come? Who am I selling tickets to? But exactly. that's interesting though, because like to me, that's scarier. It was mm-hmm. like scary. So I'm like, how am I gonna see if I'm him or if I'm on the on the on the way to being him if yeah. I don't see what's going to happen. You feel me? And it was like 20, 50, 20, 60 people there. It was a challenge. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. You rose to the, like, I feel like you rose to the occasion. Sure. With that. So I was like, you you was able to basically put yourself out there in LA, but when it's time to go to L for the UK for the thing that you actually work for, you were still scared? Because you got to understand, yeah. it, it was my very first performance and mm-hmm. it was 206 people, but it was 206 people that's been dying to see Zay French mm-hmm. perform certain songs since 2017 when I first started dropping mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. So some of them was just happy to be like in the you feel me so yeah. I was more comfortable you feel me so it wasn't like it, it was a challenge I'm it was sorry, definitely a challenge but it wasn't as much as a challenge of being in front of 20,000 people that don't know anything about you 20,000 people you know what I'm saying yeah. like, right. that's big so number. you went from 200 to 20,000 in weeks in weeks Hey, salute to you, my brother. Hey, hey, the, hey, the most I did okay, was ten thousand, so I salute you. It's frightening. It is frightening. I ain't gonna lie. It is scary because it's so many people, and you gotta take control. And I, of I, it. I didn't have that yet. Yeah, I, I didn't even like. 
I didn't know what my niche was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I wanted to look on stage. I was just like, yo, I'm on stage. And I'm not mm. I'm not open up for him. I'm in the middle of his set. Because we have a song together called Laying yeah, Low. I like, so I he just brought you out. Yeah. Yes, during yeah. the middle of the set. Wow. And then would let me do my own song. And then I'll leave. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, Neo, he sound like a real nigga, bro. He's a real nigga. He's a real shit. He the realest one. Easy, yeah. For sure, that bar for sure. alone, when he said he was like, you don't owe me no favors, like, that's some real he was shit. Like, I, you ain't here because we, like, we owe you, like, you're supposed to be here. Like, mm. so stand on that. Like, go out there and show your ass every single time they need, they have to remember you. Yeah. I was like, bro. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta ask you because like I like how you put the play on because you have a new tape out right now called Rhythm and Backwoods mm-hmm. and I really like the tape. It's a small, you got like little six, EP. seven, yeah, a little EP situation. Like what made you, because I know it's a series that you have going on. What made you kind of put a play on that Rhythm and Backwoods because you probably be smoking it. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear that, I'm thinking that's a play on back shots. Mm. You know, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Nah, nah, oh. I was just literally like R&B, Rhythm mm. and Backwoods. But, yeah. Because at the time, it's still like, um, when I was just trying to find my sound and what I wanted R&B to sound like to me, I was just stuck in the studio, smoking my little weed and just figuring out how I wanted these sound, these songs to sound for real. Yeah. So now I'm like, I want my first project to be something to represent R&B because I really want to come off of it for people to know that this is what you're about to get. Right. So now I was like, rhythm and back. Like for me, it was quick. Like it was one of the it first came. ideas. Yeah, I'm that's like, very clever. That's tough. I'm like, I don't care if nobody likes it. I'm, that's what it's going to be. Right. So then I didn't even give people a chance to not like it because I'm going, coming at people like, yo, my yeah. my, e- my first EP is going to be called Rhythm Backwards. They like, word, that's tough. And they like it so much. Yo, you, you got signed to a label and they supported you with the series of it. That's how you know that shit was hard. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you got any dream collaborations? I feel like I feel like you and Tink would do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Somebody just I like said Tink. that. Seriously, it wasn't me. Yeah. But I like um, Tink. I'm Rock a fan just of said that twenty minutes ago. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I think because you know she I'm thinking you know Rhythm because you know she got her um the winter series and you got right. Your, I think right. I think y'all would do something crazy. Yeah, we talked before. I definitely would love to work with Tink. I feel like my dream collab. I always say this is Erica Badu. Wow, Ooh, that's hard. Shout out to the goat. Yeah, yeah, just because I don't know what that would sound like, mm. and I feel like that's it's gonna be it's gonna be fire. She's fire. She's so fire. fire. Yeah. It's gonna be fire. But I just don't know what it sounds like. I just feel like it'll be interesting. I feel like anything she does is fire. It's gonna come out some yeah. way. Like, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, one of my favorite records I like off of Rhythm and Backwoods would be like right now would be Give It Up. You been going crazy with the microphone, looking sexy outside with the view and shit. Like, tell, cause you write your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got writers too, but you yeah. got writers. Okay, yeah, that's sure. dope. So, like, how do, I love that you have a balance. See, a lot of people be, I only write my music and da, da, da. No. But so, from a place of give it up, like, where were you? Like, did you have writers a part of this? Was you by yeah, yourself? Yeah, I did. Actually. Okay. So, um, I did write after when I like rhythm backwards. Ninety percent, I wrote that by myself. Because that was when I was just literally trying to find my sound, and I was just giving out a collection of songs that I that I wrote, so that if there would be writers in the future that wanted to work with me, they had something to reference, and understand right. what my sound is, and what how I would want it to sound like. So rhythm backwards, ninety percent was definitely me. I mean, like me and Mizzy was the whole rhythm backwards. The first one, right? Yes. Okay. And then this one, I now I was like. The writers that I do, that I work with, I've been plotting on these niggas. Like, I've been wanting to work with these niggas for years, but I didn't have the leverage to come at them and be like, yo, mm-hmm. yeah. this is what I, for me, these producers, like, Remo the Hitmaker, yeah. Snacks and YA from The Breed, like. OG Parker was on, a, yeah. Me, like, I've been yeah. plotting on these niggas for, like, OG Parker, I've definitely been wanting to work with them, work with him. But Remo, The Breed, these niggas is my home team. He's just like every day. Like mm-hmm. when I go, when I leave here, when I go back to the studio, one of them is pulling up, and that's who I'm. You feel me? That's, that's who you cooking up. The sound. chemistry. Up is Remo. 
You feel me? And in Avery oh, City, yeah. Okay. So it's like, um, it was the process of give it up. We actually went to LA because we was looking for an up tempo. And if you know my music, I don't really got up tempo songs. Like, yeah. That's not really the BPM that my supporters or me, that's not really what I got going for me. So we went there for up tempo and we got an up tempo, which was what it do. And With I Friday. love that song. Yeah, Shout I love that song Friday. too. Okay. But we did give it up there too. Mm-hmm. Overseas? In the, oh, you're talking no, about LA. The, the creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the up tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, trip where we was only supposed to be doing up temples. Right. I got one of my biggest songs. Mm-hmm. I know that's gonna be my biggest song. Give it up. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like that shit going up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it, and I like how you know how to create content with your music. Like hey, you're you learning. I mean, nah, but yeah, it's like you got you said, bro. Yeah, because to me, like just from what we've seen online, and just by me talking to a person. It's like you're not afraid to put yourself out there. You're not trying Word. to be too cool. Word. You're trying to you're trying sure. to really be out there as not an artist. For sure, for sure. So um, talk to our listeners about the importance of just being willing to show up and do interviews and put out your own content because there are a lot of artists that think that all you got to do is just post a song and then Drake gonna sign you. You know, head ass. Like real talk, the people you don't see are so important, bro. Like. And that's the people that you really need to tap in with and really build connections with. And I'm, I've learned that because I, I wasn't the. I, it's not that I thought I was the person that all I had to do was make a song, but creative performance, all of that was not on my mind right. at first. It was literally just me going in the studio and making quality songs to make people even want to be interested in, in a Zay friend. So I, I just now recently started tapping into knowing really the importance of the interviews and because it wasn't that I was against it before. It was just like. What am I? What am, I don't have nothing to talk about. Right. Now it's making sense. Now right. it's like I'm actually having moves. I'm excited because now it's like we we got something to talk about. Before it was just like um, I feel like I had more work to do. Mm-hmm. I still had more groundwork to do. You feel me? So now I see the importance because shit is going up and y'all are supporting me. So you gotta show love back for sure. Yep. That part. I was a supporter before you came here today. Appreciate it. Really were. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't I didn't know like this was gonna happen. I just was vibing. I be vibing on Apple Music a lot. Yeah, yeah I guess it was manifested. You actually manifested a lot of people. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know a little vibe. I love music, man. Me and my brother, yeah. we we producers as well too. So we just always in tune with the sure. music. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Let's we get go. excited, like when we see First of all, shout out to Def Jam for really just snatching up all these dope R&B yes. people. Because it's like, got you know, a good one. Now he's not here, but it's like, when I found out that they went and got Chase Shakur and you, I'm like, what the hell? Like, the young, like, what they y'all start doing? And, <laughs> like, Yeah, the, I love it. Because so, how old are you? 28. Wow. Yeah, so you're young. So I feel like they trying to get the young group. Dude, is Coco Jones on there too? Uh, yep. Yep. Coco, so, yep. Yeah. So I feel like they're doing a great job with their selection. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. They're doing a great job. Have you, because um, I mean, of course, like we know how it is with labels and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure if you met your label mates. But what's like the camaraderie like with you when you're in studios with other artists? Like when you hear, like let's say when you and Neo in the studio together, do you feel like you got to outdo them on songs? <laughs> you know, like, man, I got to compete. You know what's crazy? Me and him got three songs. We we were just talking about that last night, too. We've never worked in the studio together. Like, Laying Low was my song first. Mm. He hopped and on then it. he was just in the studio recording for his album. And he just came in the studio for a week straight singing it. And I'm like, bro, if you don't take this damn song. And I've never had a play. That's my first play. Well, it's not even really a placement because I was featured on it. But that would have been my first placement because I never really chased it. I never chased placements. Because I always knew that I wanted to be an artist, and I, it's hard for me to tap into other yeah. people's artistry personally. For me, so I was like, like the breed was sending me 
beats for Trey Songs. The whole time I'm like, nigga, this is not, but I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have the leverage to tell them that. Right. But they was the first producers to believe in me and like let me drop one of my songs when I had 2,000, 3,000 followers because they was like, he gonna do something. Like it's making mm-hmm. sense and he's not giving up. Like he's not playing about the song because I never really cared to do, for me, yeah. features. Not I meant not features, but um, writing. But the laying low situation happened. He was saying, that he wanted the song, so I'm like, cut it. And then he calls me like two days later and was like, yo, actually, I want to keep you on the hook and you could do the second verse too. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he called me like a week later and was like, it's going to be the first song on my album too. I'm like, okay. Like, wait, what the? <laughs> that's lit. And then oh, life changed. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when we went on tour. I'm like, wow, this shit crazy. Wow. Mm. What a life. What a, right. God what a good, life man. to live. How do you feel knowing that you have so much support Coming from your counterparts, of course, and the people that believed in you from the beginning. Like, how do you feel now? I feel great. I feel, um, I'm feel blessed, yo. I just, I'm just happy. I feel like the timing is, I used to always like question the timing, but like, this is perfect. I feel like it's perfect timing. Because what were you doing in 2017? Like, when you was, when you first started this shit, because I know how I feel when I first started something. Like, you didn't think it, did you think it was going to be like this? 100%. That's why it's like a lot of shit don't surprise me. I thank God every day. When people be asking me how I feel, it's like this don't surprise me though. Like I feel like this is this is faith. Like it's supposed to happen. Like you feel me? But it was just like when. Mm. So like now I'm just trying to live in the moment. Like I was talking to my boy Rock earlier, and he was just saying like, gotta live in the moment more because if it's happening and you don't really realize it's happening. Like like we're making history right now. You feel right. Me? Like right. so I gotta really remember that, and I don't really be remembering that. So now I'm really just trying to take step back and like really realize like. It's about to go up. Them backwoods have you little, little lit. Yeah, I'll be zoned out. That's it. I heard that. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's a great sure. feeling. You man. in LA? Do you in LA right now? Right. Um, I'm about to move out here. You about to move out here? Yeah. Gonna tap in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Love to man. You going away from the good weed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all they got for me right now. This is the good weed. Yeah. yeah, they do got some. <laughs> The trash ass food. <laughs> they tra- oh yeah, they food not that good. Trash. I'm tired of tacos every time we go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just tacos, <laughs> tacos in LA. That's it. You gonna love it out here. Yeah, yeah. We got so it, much variety out here. Mm-hmm. We just don't have a beach, but you can go to the beach. It's not that far. Where Savannah? Yeah, Savannah. That's, that's like fake ass beach, but um, I would say like you know South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. They got and then you got Florida right there. It's about four, four or five hour drive. Oh, well, that I'm ain't bad. Really a beach nigga, anyway, so we good. Okay. So you good then? Yeah, sure. Well, you good with us too, man. You good with us too, bro. Hey, hey, thank you for pulling up. You know, you definitely on your way. Um, Congratulations to you on everything you got going on. It's really just dope to see, like, you know, good music, good feeling, you know, and uh, we support you. I appreciate the support, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You're going to do amazing things. Absolutely, man. So um, one thing about us, we always just like to encourage our guests to provide positive words of affirmation. So what are some advice that you can provide to the people that's trying to get it like you can? Um, so my slogan is this vibe ain't for everybody. And I like um, that. Trademark that immediately. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And I just stand on that. Like I, I it started off as my music, like it started off with me being in the studio late nights and me being insecure about what I was recording and trying to figure out if it was fire or not. And then me falling in love with what I did and it just was like, yo, this vibe ain't for everybody. I'm posting this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I put it in a hashtag and I was a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it just applies to life. Like if your vibe is not for everybody, everybody's not gonna fuck with what you got going on. But the people that do just appreciate their support mm-hmm. and then only focus on what you love and what makes you happy. Like, cause that's your vibe for me. And it's not for everybody. It's never gonna be for everybody. Everybody's not gonna love you 
Everybody's not gonna like it, but the people that do, fuck with them and appreciate them. That That's part. lit. Absolutely, man. Hey, man, please give our listeners your social media. Let them know how to get in contact with you. One more again. Zay France, Z A E France, like the country on every every platform. Hey, there we go. Infinite vibes, MTM, Top Flow, B Lex, and Zay France hey. in the building.